Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more. We are Forever Manchester. We are Forever Manchester. We are Forever Manchester. We are Forever Manchester. We're a charity with a clear purpose. A charity with a clear purpose. Forever Manchester. We fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester with donations raised from individuals, families and businesses. Individuals, families and businesses. We are Forever Manchester. We believe that everyone should have the opportunity to be happy. And we believe our communities have unlimited potential and boast thousands of talented individuals who know what they want and how to go about it. Helping to build happy, stronger, thriving communities. Happy, stronger, thriving communities. We are Forever we Manchester. We are Forever Manchester. We don't label people as disadvantaged or define them by problems and needs. We focus on what's strong, not what's wrong. We focus on what's strong, not what's wrong. We provide a hand up, a hand up, not a handout, and we aim to strengthen communities and enrich local life by inspiring local people to do extraordinary things together. 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 We are Forever Manchester, and this is charity, the Mancunian way. The Mancunian way. The Mancunian way. The Mancunian way. Welcome to the In Business Podcast, hosted by Kay Johnson G, Chartered Accountants. The good news is we will not be talking about accountancy, we will be talking about business. Um, We hope you like our podcast series. Today we are pleased to be talking to Alex White. Hello everybody. Tax partner at Kay Johnson G and we thought we'd have a discussion prompted by the media coverage of the release of the so-called Paradise Papers talking about them, but also talking more generally, uh, maybe more importantly, about the whole area of tax avoidance and evasion. So, um, very high-profile stuff, Alex, this Paradise Papers malarkey. Well, I, I think there's, there's always a feeling frenzy. People always think that there's been something nefarious or dodgy uh, going on, and that, that grabs everybody's attention. Um, we've had a number of these revelations, inverted commas, uh, and I think this just engenders the same sort of knee-jerk response uh, that some of the you know, celebrities, sports stars, corporations are, are being do, have been doing something to avoid paying their, their fair share uh, of their taxes. Yeah, and the and the fair shares comment is probably pretty uh, crucial in this in these sorts of discussions, isn't it? Because there is as many views on what is fair as there are options for methods and regulations around taxation, presumably. Now, that's a very interesting concept, Steve. I think you know what is a fair share is, is open to debate, and it and it possibly sits where. The, the mood of the nation or the government at the time sits, you know, certainly say, you know, Corbyn and his shadow chancellor think the fair share should be a lot higher than it is now. Other people will have a, a different view. Yeah. Donald Trump is reducing the corporation tax rate in, in America from 38% down to the 20 something or other. So fair, then, then it's a movable feast. It's the goalposts are moving about what is fair. And equally, there'll also be a, a, a moral position on that taken by certain people of what should be fair. Yeah, and the and the the there's an element of presumably with the likes of the Paradise Papers, um, there's an element of sort of 
you know, scandal-type media coverage, mm. as there is with many things. But there's also an element of it being about um, an element that relates to it happening now, mm. as you as you indicate. It's that it's driven partly by the mood of the time. In other words, it's on the back of, for example, ten years of cutbacks and austerity and whatever other terms you want to use, on the back of the financial so-called financial crash of 2008. Indeed. And, and I think, first of all, we need to make, make it clear that tax avoidance is legal. Yeah. Uh, tax evasion is illegal. And, and nobody can condone evasion because that's a, a criminal activity. Uh, however, avoidance is, is merely using the rules in existence, in force at any particular time, to your best advantage. So you could argue that... Avoidance is fair to some degree because you're using the rules as they stand. And if people don't like the rules, then it's down to the government to to change those rules. Mm. In relation to the the financial crash crisis of, of 2008, I certainly think it would be it would be interesting to see if if that had never happened, you know, where would we be today? Um, many governments around the around the world, as a result of the crash, needed to raise tax revenues to plug funding gaps uh, and one of those ways of doing that is to attack perceived avoidance evasion etc um, certainly in Greece you know it, it appeared to be the norm that most people didn't pay their fair share and there's been a big crackdown there equally here um, I don't think suddenly the, the government had a pang of conscience I, I think they thought right you know we need to raise some taxes um, this is a, an ideal opportunity or an area which we can focus on and target to increase the tax take. And I think certainly one of the things that came out of that is uh, what are called accelerated payment notices, where people who have, have done tax schemes now have to pay their tax on those schemes up front and then wait to see whether their, their scheme works when it's gone through the process of revenue inquiry and then gone through the, the court system all the way to the Supreme Court. And has that has that sort of approach been successful? Would you would you say for HMRC from HMRC's point of view, has that actually led to increased tax take? Is has it led to reductions in the number of number of uh, people who are at the more sort of using maybe more esoteric tax planning type structures? Definitely. Uh, the tax take from um, over, over the period, I think the revenue zone numbers, uh, yeah, it, it does run into hundreds of millions of pounds that, that they have raised or, or collected um, through their targeted efforts against what they perceive to be, to be avoidance. Um, I mean, whether the use of APNs is, is, is right is up for debate. Um, if you've done something and actually the revenue don't know whether it works or not, why should you pay your tax up front and then let's, let's see. Um, however, it has been very successful in, in, in raising uh, tax take. I think, I think also, um, you know, we, we talk about FAIR, um, and I say that's a, a, com a completely movable feast, and, it, and it's interesting that the revenue have employed the kind of concepts um, put forward and propagated by the economist that's just won the Nobel Prize for economics. It's called nudging, uh, which is all about behavioural yeah. aspects to that. So, yeah. 
you know, they've, they've gone to the lengths of issuing letters sort of basically saying, we know you've done this, uh, you're not paid your fair share, inverted commas, and, and that makes you a bad citizen and a bad person. Mm. And that's kind of an interesting development which has pushed this whole debate into this moral yeah. stance. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I heard uh, on that sort of um, approach of using sort of behavioural aspects to drive behaviour, I'm sure I read that um, one of the things HMRC were doing, as you say, was sending, when they sent letters out, instead of saying, here's the facts and here's the, here's the uh, clause numbers and all very technical, um, they actually said, they, 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 the, the language used, for example, talked about the local community and people, the, the comparison of their, the, the person they were writing to situation with others around them to try and uh, make it more of a, an emotional, moral, whatever, Reaction. Absolutely. It's almost like saying your neighbour might be a tax avoider yeah, yeah. Uh, and is therefore not a good citizen. I mean, there's no dispute that there needs to be a level of tax paid yeah, um, yeah. to fund you know, services, public services, the fire, schools, health, etc. Yeah. But it comes back to this fair share. And I think, I think it's quite interesting. My own view is I think that there was a kind of unspoken almost covenant between the people and the government. And, and if people think, right, okay, this, this particular rate of tax is fair, I'm happy to pay that uh, on what I earn, and I, I appreciate we need a progressive system, so the more I earn, the more I perhaps need to put, put into the pot compared to people who are not as fortunate as myself. But I think if, if, if the government kind of break that unwritten bond of trust or that unwritten covenant, then that's when people start looking at, at schemes. Um, so certainly, you know, some people might say, right, if the top rate of tax goes from 45 to 60, to give 6% of what I earn to the government doesn't feel right, mm. I will therefore look at ways at, at reducing that. And I think it would be interesting if, if we ever did have a, a Labour government led by Corbyn. Um, certainly, he's, he's already said the corporation tax would go back up to 26%. The, the rates of income tax currently top rates forty five percent. That that would go up. Mm. I think that might actually produce the uh, the kind of result that less tax is actually paid. Many studies prove that high tax rates don't necessarily mean more tax receipts. Yeah. Um, people work less hard because what's the point? And and equally, I think you'll find people perhaps will then start looking at doing more avoidance than is the case presently because at the moment. You would not recommend to any client they did a scheme. Schemes are dead in the water. The courts, particularly in the recently found Rangers case at the Supreme Court, have kind of torn up the rule book on it. And the courts are very much, um, you've not done something right. Uh, yeah, and we're going yeah. to punish you and we'll find you in favour of the revenue. Yeah, yeah. As, a, as a, someone from Glasgow originally, uh, a discussion about the Rangers tax case deserves a completely separate podcast, <laughs> and a very and a very sad or happy one, depending on whether you're blue or green. We'll not get into that now. Absolutely, but yeah. the, the landscape now is is the courts are are, are very much um, they don't like them. Yeah, yeah, and, and most schemes out there now are which are winging their way through the courts, are unlikely to succeed. Yeah, but that um, the, the sort of contract, implicit contract, if you like, between 
the population and the government mm. um, that that sort of underpins things. Presumably, the 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 it's always going to be the case that if it's perceived rightly or wrongly that people who are able to are avoiding paying tax that really they should question what does that actually mean in specifics of course but if that's the perception then it it almost runs the risk of spiraling because if it's the people adopt the attitude of if it's okay for if it's okay for, uh, for for him or her then it's okay for me to do such and such a thing because that's fair I think that I can I can totally understand that if, if if you're someone who is an employee, you're taxed on your salary at source. Yeah. You have no options to no do scope, anything. No really. scope to do anything. Yeah, yeah. If you're not in that situation and you're a higher earner or you're you know, working for the BBC or whatever it, it might be, it. you have more flexibility in the arrangements you can put in place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that fair? Again, that comes back to what the rules are. If that's allowed by the rules, then people will use the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Equally, you'll have people who say this isn't fair. These big boys are getting away with with murder, but but are quite happy to to pay a local tradesman in cash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, which you know, if it's, you take it to the extreme, that's wrong as well. That's you know, that's, that's engendering avoidance. That's aiding in avoidance, isn't it? Yeah, and well, it's you know, yeah. Well, it's as you said earlier, that's in the evasion as an illegal camp. Absolutely, and it'll be interesting to know the number of people who. Are vocal on um, so-called tax avoidance arrangements, uh, but in actual fact, are at some point paying a tradesman who's doing some work at the house or whatever in cash to avoid the VAT getting added on, which is actually completely illegal and correct should never be done. Correct. So, yeah. I, so I think you, you know, both of those things are wrong, aren't they? Yeah. But but you know, well, it's it's only a hundred quid. Yeah. As opposed to it's a hundred million pounds. That's right. I mean, the yeah. scale's different, but the underlying theme is the same. It's the same, yeah. And I it's, think, sorry, Stephen, no, just, just just one thing to touch on in terms of the Paradise Papers, given we started the topic with that, is that I think it's important that you know, while some of the money in these havens, so-called, may well be uh, have been part of some planning that might not be in, in, entirely above board, some of it may be perfectly legal. Yeah. If someone sold their business, paid their correct taxes on that, and then seek uh, and want to put it offshore somewhere, as long as they then pay any tax on any income that money generates, then they've not done anything wrong. And that sort of offshore aspect um, is uh, relevant, presumably, because again, if some, if if any sort of Financial affairs involve an off so-called offshore tax haven type element. The assumption will be it's only for tax planning and avoidance purposes. Um, in actual fact, as you say, it might not be. It might presumably be just because the, the, the there's better uh, returns available from money sitting there, or the 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 the. Um, the person or the business involved wants those amounts to be um, uh, not hidden completely, but outside of the 
British system, but actually the tax on it has been paid to get it there and is being paid on what's earned there, as you say. That's possibly the case with some of it, is it? I, 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 I would be gobsmacked if some of it does not fit into those categories. Yeah. I mean, there might be also an, another reason. There's an awful lot of political uncertainty at the moment with Brexit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with um, the p- possibility of, of a Labour government. Yeah. And you know, may some people may feel that given some of the things that Labour have been saying, that there's a high chance of having to introduce capital controls, which would prevent people taking money out of the country. So it might, you know, some people might be saying, right, well, I'll I'll just get myself, get my ducks in a row, yeah, and I'll stick this offshore, yeah, such that I can, you know, I'm I'm not going to get caught by those those capital controls yeah, so yeah. some of it can just be being very prudent and sensible yeah. and you know seeking to gain a tax advantage was never the purpose yeah. and, and that's not happened because the right amount has uh, yeah. been paid yeah 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 and the and the other aspect as regards offshore and uh, sort of international uh, aspects maybe worth touching on is uh, the the you know the the international nature of lots of businesses these days means that the tax regulations in for example Britain are only able to deal with the British based part of an international group there's all sorts of stories obviously that you know keep appearing in the media around the you know the big the big groups the likes of uh, Amazon and Starbucks and uh, Facebook I think I'm right in saying um, where the, 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 it looks as if things are being arranged by those big, the likes of those big international groups to deliberately and artificially move profits around the world to suit tax rates in different places. Absolutely. Um, there's always been the possibility of, of arbitrage on your tax rates even before the high-profile cases of yeah, Starbucks, yeah. Amazon, etc., and Google, um, because different territories have different tax rules, and the UK government can only essentially control the tax rules in the UK. They can't control the rules in France or Luxembourg. Um, each jurisdiction will have their own rules, and if you're a, a multinational global business, of course you can use those different rules in different territories to your advantage to lower your overall tax leakage or tax take um, is perfectly legal um, I mean I think people need to appreciate that there, there is an awful lot of cooperation which is increasing between nations in terms of sharing information between various different tax authorities um, to try and minimise the impact of that where it's being done yeah. artificially yeah. and certainly every, every tax jurisdiction as part of their compliance process, will be checking whether a transaction, cross-border transaction, is artificial or not. Yeah. There's a raft of double taxation agreements. There's a, something called the Common Reporting Standard, which more and more uh, countries, entities uh, are joined into. So, such that offshore offshore banks, financial institutions, report to the UK authorities uh, of any transfers back to the UK in relation to a UK resident. So the UK the revenue can then check that against their personal returns. Yeah. So there is a movement towards a, a kind of overarching uh, compliance check, but 
there is nothing wrong if, say, Luxembourg has a very benign regime mm. in relation to the taxation of uh, intellectual property rights. Well, if, if you're Google, then register your brand there and then charge your UK subsidiary an amount for using that brand. Yeah. There's nothing illegal in doing that. Yeah. It, in that case, it's about Luxembourg and the other countries involved, whether that's Britain, the States or whatever, agreeing between them mm. what needs to be done to make, to get uh, a fair result for each country. Correct. But that involves the, con- the, the governments in each country and the tax authorities as part of that agreeing what's required, which is presumably easier said than done. Absolutely. I mean, there are certain instances whereby there has been sort of discussions at a high level. Um, Equally, you've got the backdrop there that every single country wants to increase their own tax receipts uh, and encourage inward investment. Hence, you know, they all want a fairly benign, inverted commas, tax system, which can be used in the best way, in the most efficient way by global corporations. So there's there's that on one side. On on the other side, um, all the UK revenue could do was make sure that whatever charges were being levied to the UK entity were were fair, were at the right level, it's an acceptable level. Um, So it, it is difficult because there will be a kind of overall, it needs to be fair, but equally, Every country is in a bit of a bun fight yeah. to, to maximise their own tax take and inward investment, which creates jobs yeah, and yeah. further taxes. Let's not forget payroll taxes. It's not always about the headline corporation yeah, tax yeah, rate, yeah, yeah. for example. So that, that does create some stresses and strains. At the moment, we're part of the EU, mm. and there are certain rules there to do with state aid. For, for example, uh, Germany thought the UK's patent box... Yeah, relief yeah. was too generous, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that has been changed. So that there is some, some some breaks on that. What happens if when Brexit happens? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there are some little checks and balances. But it's going to be very difficult unless you had a world government. Yes, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So there's a there's almost a constant uh, battle, uh, if you like, both within the country, so within Britain and internationally, in other words, across the countries, uh, various countries, to try to improve the situation, whatever the government's view of what improvement means, back to that, what is reasonable, what is fair, what is actually achievable. Correct. I mean, the UK tax rate used to be 26, 28, now, now it's down to 19, Ireland's is 12 and a half. Well, if you're a global business, why why wouldn't you yeah. structure your business to, such yeah. that you take advantage of a rate of twelve and a half percent? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, yeah And if yeah. governments don't like that, well, change the rules. Change the rules, mm. but you know, how much pressure can another government put to the to the Irish government? And say, actually, your tax rate's too low. Yeah, it, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, correct. Very good. Okay, well, that's been very, well, uh, I think it's been very interesting. Some of the listeners will think it was mildly interesting, at least. Um, thank you, Alex. My, my pleasure, Stephen. And as I say, hopefully people listening to this will, will be uh, more than just our friends and family. And that topic of discussion prompted by the Paradise Papers uh, means I think we should include an appropriate song on our podcast. This is Pastime Paradise by Stevie Wonder. Men spending most their lives living in the pastime
Isolation, exploitation, mutilation, mutation, miscreation, information to the evils of the world. Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more.